back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block on a Monday, not a Friday, despite what I might have said earlier. We are ready for Friday because we are ready for Nebraska versus Iowa just to see how this season wraps up. I know everyone is certainly excited to see the next steps for Nebraska, Trev Alberts, and this program. 402-464-5685, starter aim and text line, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Nate Brennan, Jake Bakovin hopping in here as well. We always want to hear your thoughts. Also, you can head over to the Starter Heyman video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Interact with us on all of those platforms as well. And we're going to head to the Honda Lincoln Hotline, and we're going to bring him in, Brian Munson, Husker Online on 3 Network. Brian, what's going on? Hey, guys. I'm up here in the motherland just enjoying this beautiful weather and happened to catch that that draw between Wales and the USA, too. That was a tough game to watch. Uh, yeah, we just finished watching it here in the studio. Nick was trying to break it down and tell us what was happening, but believe it or not, he has no no clue what's going on, especially when it comes to soccer. So I don't know what he was trying to break down, but he's one of those guys. I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know what's going on in the game. I just know you get the ball in the net in Nebraska. Or excuse me, not, now we're about to just go into Nebraska because we've been talking about that too, Brian. But I know that if uh, United States uh, scores more points than Wales, they win, and they tied. So we know that's going on. Brian Munson, Husker Online on three. Uh, Brian, this is the question that I've been asking, Buck, and I just want to start out by asking you this. Um yeah. What what are the next steps for Nebraska? Because here we are sitting again that it's a, a horrible, tough loss, one that really hurt this this fan base. And I think since I've been here over the past two years, that was probably the toughest one to swallow that I've seen yep. so far in this past two years. So what what happens next for Nebraska? Well, you uh, pick yourself up and you and you get ready for the next one on a shortened weekend of all things, too. Right. Um, exactly. I, I, I just, you know, um, I agree with you. Tough one to lose just because of where Nebraska was at, such a commanding position. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact, of course, that, you know, Nebraska, it's, it's been so long since Nebraska has beat the Badgers. And they have right. it. They, they've had them. Yeah. And it's, it's really one of the more frustrating things because, I, I, honestly, I was just talking about this with my son. I really felt like, you know, Illinois was incredibly winnable until Casey went down. Um, you had uh, – there's another game in there, too, that I was mentioning. Oh, Minnesota that was incredibly winnable as well. And it's just like it felt like it was that third game that Nebraska, you know, could have added on top of uh, Rutgers and Indiana with Mickey Joseph as a head coach. Right. And it just – and it just – every single time it's like not only just are they, are they going to lose it, they're going to they're gonna lose in some – Heartbreaking, crushing type crushes, yeah. of style, and it just—it's gonna—it's gonna deflate you. But if you're in Nebraska right now, you're you're playing for pride. You've been playing for pride basically, you know, since Georgia Southern, and um, and you and, and now all of a sudden you're, you're looking at your last game of the season. A lot of time, a lot of a lot of times, it's the last time a lot of these guys are ever going to play again. So you want to go out there and play for those guys, and mm-hmm. I think that this is another very winnable football game. 
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I always get excited for Nebraska Iowa, regardless. But uh, the frustration, <laughs> <Rivalry> <laughs> the frustration, obviously, um, again, uh, really, especially in this game, was that Nebraska could not get a traditional running game going, which leads a lot yep. of people to to understanding and in knowing. And we've known it for weeks. And you don't want to be too hard on the kids that are playing out there. But that the offensive line, um, if, if you talk about a rebuild, whoever the next coach is, that that feels like that's the spot they need to. Not only do they need to start, but maybe has the longest way to go. Um, from the recruiting world, now throwing the transfer portal, the JUCO market, do you see, I mean, can you quick fix the offensive line or, or in modern-day football, oh. or is it still, <laughs> is that like a three- to four-year process? Oh, no. I, I think you can quick fix that for sure. I think Illinois was sporting a couple of transfers. I know that it, it, it seemed like every week that Nebraska was out there, they were, they were playing against a transfer or two that happened to be starting for another, you know, a Big Ten football team. So, if you go out there with with the idea that you need you need two you know transfer guys, it doesn't matter. You know you, you prefer one tackle, one interior guy, and then you can go out there and get your your junior college guys on top of that. I, I think Nebraska, you know, is doing the right thing here. Uh, I think that they're staying on top of all the kids, particularly in the Jayhawk League that they had offered here in the last month, month and a half. Uh, I think Coach Applewhite has been has been kind of doing that really 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 well. I mentioned today uh, chat uh, on, on Red Sea Scrolls on Husker Online that I really felt like there's going to be some more offense, junior college offensive linemen that should be getting some new attention from Nebraska this week. And I would look towards Mississippi. I, I, th- I think I really feel like there's going to be a couple guys that are going to get, you may particularly, you know, pick up an offer. And, um, and, and I think Nebraska is in a good spot with some of those junior college kids, obviously, because they're going to be in the playoffs for the most part. Um, so that, that'll be helpful, too, to kind of get some more time back for Nebraska so they can get them back in later on uh, here in the month of December. Brian Munson, Husker Online on three, joining us right now. Uh, Brian, we're, we're talking about the recruiting aspect of things, and, and from what you've heard from talking to recruits and and kind of what's been happening, the fluidity of this coaching situation, uh, just the, the fragility, really, of the program right now, do you think many dominoes are going to fall recruiting maybe in Nebraska's favor, maybe not so much in Nebraska's favor? I mean, what do these next couple months look like for, for the Cornhuskers? Because we're looking at now, in just a few days, Nebraska season's going to be over, and that's going to be the focus. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it, it's, it's, it gets really, really strange very quickly. Um, and it's, kind of, it's, it's very easy to kind of map out, but, like, the chaos that happens during those times, I mean, it, it happens very, very suddenly. So kind of looking back at this a little bit, junior college football, is for, except all except for four teams, is over with. Only four okay. teams are going to march on to the playoffs. Oh, wow. that, that'll start this next weekend, right? So you, you've got basically kids that were prolonging or delaying taking any type of visits um, that are junior college guys until after their season was over with. Well, now they're able to, to do that. Uh, and then you got to wait on those other those other four teams basically for two more weeks. Um, and actually, there may be a week off in between there too. I don't think they get done until like the the twelfth or the thirteenth or something like that in December. Uh, so there's a little bit more time there, I think, in between for, for them to kind of finish out their season. But but regardless, you, you've got you've got some junior college guys now that are done. Um, so you know you. You already have one kind of casualty, you know, in that regard, because Quantrail Travis was supposed to officially visit last weekend, and Nebraska canceled on him. 
and they basically told him, hey, without a, without a head coach, uh, we're not going to bring you in. We'll bring you in later on. Um, and now his team is in the playoffs, so uh, it'll be a little while until he can come back. Um, but obviously now, if you're still stuck, you know, in, in kind of that rut with not having a head coach, you can then go ahead and chalk up this weekend, or not, not really this weekend, but it could be the weekend after, especially if you, like in conference championship time, you're going to not have a chance to bring in anybody that weekend either. So it, it gets more and more expensive as we kind of march along. And, and obviously the, the big thing here that everybody has kind of circled on the calendar is December 4th. December 4th really makes that last day where it makes sense for Nebraska to announce a head coach because December 5th the portal opens up. And there is so much for Nebraska to do when it comes to evaluating the current class, which ones the, the, the new head coach wants to keep, which guys are going to go ahead and cut loose potentially, um, what, what happens with the roster and evaluating the roster and who's going to move on from Nebraska. I mean, things are going to be totally crazy for basically those three or four weeks in the month of December. It's, I'm, I'm literally, I'm kind of giddy and all of a sudden kind of scared about how busy potentially I'll be in the month of December. <laughs> I think, yeah, busy, busy times ahead <laughs> for you. Uh, I, would, I do want to ask you this. It's 3.40 here on Monday. It, do you think that now is the time is uh, just about passed for Nebraska not to be going after a sitting coach? I know that there's some rumors out there, another coach that's um, not in the not currently coaching, but um, with it extending likely after the Iowa week, does that do you think that means it's 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 more than likely a sitting coach? More than likely, yeah. Um, I, I think as you get past this weekend, if there's not an announcement. It's a sitting coach. And I think, honestly, I think, you know, I know Trev Alberts doesn't want to make make this whole thing to be a distraction. I don't think he wants to do it for the guys on the team. I don't think he wants to embarrass or make the, the current coaching staff feel bad. I know that they had worked, you know, incredibly hard. And some of those guys, you know, with, with what they were doing with coaching and recruiting and on the road when they were on their bye weeks with no head coach and, and still just, you know, doing their jobs. It's admirable. Never seen that happen before. Never, never had that happen before. So I, I know that Trev is being respectful to them. Um, so I, I think that there's some some folks that feel like it could be as early as Saturday. But as you get through this weekend here, I honestly believe that you're talking about a sitting head coach, um, and then you're looking at hopefully then the Sunday after what would be like conference champion conference championship day conference championship Saturday on that December 3rd so you would hopefully then make an announcement on the 4th he gets to work on the 4th and um you know hopefully then you're doing some sort of announcement on the 5th and he's hard at work by then right so that that's it's a really really compact timeline but there are some keys here like you mentioned that you can start reading and making sense of here if, if the announcement doesn't happen this weekend Brian Munson on three Husker online joining us right now. Brian, how do you evaluate the the senior ceremonies and everything that happened this weekend? Because I think that w- we knew that there were some seniors that were going to be walking, participating in activities, festivities, all that good stuff. But there were quite a few. I mean, and you can even throw out yeah. some some names that a lot of Husker fans probably didn't expect to be participating in some of that too. So, how do you evaluate that from not only the the players on the field and who's going to be returning, but then on the recruiting side of things as well? Yeah, I, I, I think 
I think that there was some uncertainty about, you know, there's some uncertainty, obviously, about Nebraska's situation. Um, I think that they want to kind of, they're kind of playing both sides of it right now, and I, right. I totally get that. Um, and I, and I think, look, I think that, like, there's some coaches that are on the current staff that if they decided that they're going to get retained and they decide that they're going to, that, that they're going to stick around, that some, some more guys are going to want to stay there. Um, I'm talking, of course, like, you know, uh, uh, Casey Thompson and Trey Palmer and Keith Mickey mm-hmm. Joseph is retained. I, I think that there's some there's some big guys. I mean, like Coach Applewhite. Think about what Coach Applewhite's done in that in the in the running backs room really quick. Because I was telling somebody else about that this morning. I said everybody thought that room was like full of dudes, and he brings in two new guys. And you know, Anthony Grant probably goes pro, but what happens to AJ Allen in particular? Yeah. Like if, if if Coach Applewhite decides he's going to take off, so I, I think that there's I think that there's just a level of uncertainty. They they wanted to have that. They wanted to have that opportunity, which I totally, I totally, I get it. Absolutely. Um, but, but I think that there's a chance, obviously, that some of those guys will come back. Well, it's interesting when you think, and I don't know if you have the answer to this, but I'm just kind of thinking it through my head. You know, with Casey Thompson and O'Shawn Mathis, if those guys, if those guys walk. Does that open up NIL money? Because it's hard to understand. It's not like NIL money is like a two-year or one-year deal. But you, you kind of think that those guys are the guys that, that made a lot of uh, uh, you know the NIL deals coming in as transfer players. I, I'm wondering if that like opens up Nebraska's now a little bit more fully loaded, or do they still owe money to those guys? It's hard. Yeah, I mean, you can't track it at all. It's just it's fascinating to kind of yeah, think I as we still try that, to learn yeah. about, uh, about NIL. Yeah, I, I don't understand quite um... – like where that kind of puts them at when it comes to their obligations and, and, and where they're getting their, their money from and where it's coming from. But um, it's certainly a, a, an interesting topic because I, I think that what the, you know, what they're going to want to have to understand really quick is that, Hey, look, if you're walking, but really you're waiting and you just want to have that opportunity, you're going to need to know like here, you know, pretty quick, like mm-hmm. after the head coach has announced whether or not you're sticking or you're leaving, because I'm going to need, the car keys and the apartment <laughs> and it just gets it, that that's a real sticky part of that of that whole equation honestly i mean i never really thought about that before yeah, I I don't I don't even know what to make of it either. But you did you <laughs> did point something out. It, yeah. You think that Anthony Grant's going to turn pro? Do you uh, do you think that he would it, it would get drafted at this point? I think that there's um, you know I think that honest, obviously what you're looking at there is 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 his, is his age number one. Mm. I think number two, I think it's one of those things that's like a Rex Burkett. I'm not trying to compare him to Rex Burkett, but, I mean, I remember talking to Rick Burkett a lot about it and the decision that Rex was making. And I think, you know, when Rex decided to go pro, it was really like the, the, the other question was, you know, I can come back, but what do I need to do to, like, really improve, like, my draft stock so much? And what happens if I get hurt again? And I think that the question, obviously, with Anthony Grant is, is that, you know, he's 23. And and I think that, obviously, you're trying to keep some tread on the tires. Um, I do think that there's some there's some draft value. I don't think it's like day one. It may not even be day two. But I think it's payday. And I, and I think it's an opportunity for him because I think he's going to run well. I think he's going to do a lot of other things uh, well that they're going to be looking for. And I think, obviously, that age thing is going to kind of get in the way a little bit and the lack of production. But I think, obviously, he's going to he's gonna test really well and he's, and he's going to go out there and do a good job. So I think that that's going to be the best that he can kind of hope for. He needs to try to make a roster. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting, too, because I think there's a lot more moving pieces here than than a lot of Husker fans even realize at the end of it. Brian, we're running out of time. We know you're a busy man, but if people want to get more great content from you, because like you said, recruiting really going to start ramping up here in the next few weeks. People want to get more great content from you and your team. How can they do so? Absolutely. Get on over to Husker Online. I think it's uh, 10 months for $25, Ooh. and I've got two more offer stories coming this evening maybe tomorrow as well from the, from the weekend but you got three more offers from the previous weekend and all the stuff that sip and, sip and sean did from this last weekend and robin it's all still up out there and a good chat today to talk about all the all the head coaching search stuff too and there's some good news on there about chris Kleiman today too so get over there and check it out brian i have a feeling no matter what happens this week we'll have plenty to talk about next monday we appreciate you we'll talk to you next week have a great holiday, guys, you and all your listeners. Yep, you too, Brian. Thank you, as always. There he goes, Brian Munson. Great stuff over there. Husker Online and a lot of good information, good content, too, because like he said, recruiting really can start picking up here soon. And with as many seniors that walked in, in the recruiting and the coaching search, I mean, there's going to be a lot of moving pieces for Nebraska one way or the other, so it'll definitely be something to keep in mind. Husker Online is the website. Brian Munson, our very own Steve Sipple, too, so they got a great crew over there at Husker Online. we got to take a quick break. I see DPs in the building. Jay Foreman on the way. We're going to have a little crossover action right here on the ticket. Stay with us. You listen on the block. 93.7 The Ticket.